The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. Texas lawmakers take on school safety in the shadow of another deadly shooting. It really takes the wind out of our sails to think of uh, what these families are going through in Nashville now, um, what we've been through before. We look closer at the bills that aim to protect Texas children and why some worry the legislation is missing important needs. Border policy sparks conflict on Capitol Hill. What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting. How Texans are putting new pressure on the Homeland Security Secretary. The state is one step closer to fixing problems with the agency in charge of Texas animal doctors. The proposal moving forward at the Capitol and why one bill is raising new concerns. Produced from the Capitol in Austin and airing statewide, this is the award-winning State of Texas. I'm Josh Hinkle. News of yet another deadly school shooting is sending shockwaves across the country, even in the Texas capital. This time it happened in Nashville. The shooter targeted a private Christian school, killing three adults and three children under the age of 10. Police killed the suspect who shot through a glass door to enter the school. It happened on the same day Texas lawmakers took up bills to improve school safety after last year's deadly shooting at Robb Elementary in Uvalde. Ryan Chandler shows how the news affected people who came to the Capitol to advocate for protecting students. Just like all of them, it goes from, you know, one, two, three, four, and it just keeps rising. Every time the headlines count yet another death toll, Scott Rice knows just how that feels. And it's just a gut punch. His wife, Flo, was shot in Santa Fe High School five years ago on the way to the Texas Capitol on Monday to advocate for school safety reforms as they've done ever since, they heard the news. And it really takes the wind out of our sails to think of uh, what these families are going through in Nashville now, um, what we've been through before, and just that it's never gonna end. Scott is hopeful that some of the 17 bills the Texas House is considering will prevent that from happening again. I think we're on the right track. I think making officers uh, available in every school in Texas is a start. House Bill 3 would implement sweeping new security requirements in Texas schools and mandate districts place an armed security officer in every campus. Chief Charles Ramirez protects students in Fort Worth every day. He says we still have a long way to go. They need to make sure that um, each campus uh, meets the minimum standards for uh, badge readers, for cameras, for locking doors. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that um, some of the things come off as a suggestion instead of more of a mandate. The protections in House Bill 3 have wide bipartisan support. Victims like Scott and Flo hope they come before the next headline breaks. We don't know what to do, but we just keep trying. Ryan Chandler, State of Texas. Texas has been spending money to harden public schools for years. For example, the state increased spending after the 2018 shooting at Santa Fe High School. And just this summer, the state allocated $100 million after Uvalde. Monica Madden examines what's different about this session's proposals. The special committee formed after the Robb Elementary shooting gaveled in Monday, hours after another school shooting rocked Nashville and the nation. In far too many instances, parents of school children have been lulled into a false sense of security that their school, since they had security plans and measures in place, were actually checking on these measures and preparing them for them. 
House Bill 3 is one of the legislature's priority school safety bills. It would require armed officers on every Texas campus and new enhanced security standards. School districts would receive at least $15,000 per campus every year to fund infrastructure investments, purchase security cameras, hire officers, and more. For rural school districts especially, the funds would be welcome. Average cost of just fencing alone is about $204,000. But only scratch the surface. Currently, my district has a school safety allotment of about $4,700. There are a, a significant number of mandates that are placed on school districts that have a tremendous amount of cost. Hiring officers to meet the bill's requirement is a big cost concern. They have to have the ability so that every uh, school district can actually afford uh, an officer. And so without funding, they're not going to be able to do that. Lawmakers say the bill is part of the solution to keep schools safe. But it is an important critical piece to make school security and safety better for all students across our state. Monica Madden, State of Texas. The Legislative Budget Board estimates HB3 would cost the state more than $290 million over the next two years. HB3 and more than a dozen other safety bills were left pending in committee. Some of the focus on schools at the Capitol has been on ideas lawmakers want to keep away from students. Tuesday, House lawmakers discussed a bill to ban events like Pride Week in schools. If passed, teachers and school leaders could face fines of up to $10,000 for celebrating or providing special instruction regarding sexual preference. The bill's author defended the penalty. Who pays the fine? The, the uh, teacher or the superintendent that um, sanctions an event that this, this bill would preclude. It can be not less than 500 and not more than 10,000. 10,000 mm -hmm. for a teacher to pay. When we pay if they teacher, violate the law. When we pay the teacher $38,000 a year, so we'll take $10,000 for a fine for if they violate the law, if this becomes law. Okay, so that's one more thing. You add that to, you don't teach certain parts of black history, you don't teach uh, gay and lesbian um, movements, you don't teach, and that's one more thing that a teacher has to fear when they come into the profession. I think that's also a choice if they're fearing that. The bill would also allow the State Board of Educator Certification to revoke a teacher's license if they plan a Pride event. The bill was left pending in committee. Desperation and danger along the border. What's fueling a new surge of illegal crossings and the battle on Capitol Hill over what the federal government needs to do now? There's a bill advancing at the Capitol to better protect your pet. We dig deeper into the measure that would keep a closer eye on Texas vets. We the public need good veterinarians and we deserve a good board. The state is a step closer to cleaning up what some leaders have called a mess with the agency in charge of Texas animal doctors. The Senate committee advanced a bill that would temporarily attach the Texas Vet Board to another state agency. It's supposed to help with data and management issues the board has been battling for years. But investigator Avery Travis explains why a second bill about vet board operations has some pet owners feeling like it's one step forward, two steps back. On behalf of the 20 million Texans with companion animals, I encourage you 
to pass this bill. It's not Judy Santer's first time telling lawmakers she's worried about what's going on at the Texas Board of Veterinary Medical Examiners. She lost two animals, her horse and dog, to what she calls veterinary malpractice, and she wasn't happy with how the state board in charge of discipline responded. They have not ever, in all these years, they have not gotten their database up and running. Back in 2016, a legislative review called the vet board an agency in crisis. Subsequent reviews found it still hadn't implemented a working database to track complaints and cases. And in 2022, KXAN found dozens of disciplinary records still missing from the agency's public website. This is the vet board's third sunset review in three legislative sessions. Uh, that's unprecedented. This time around, there's a push to bring in the Texas Department of Licensing and Regulation for oversight and to help with data management, rulemaking, and other administrative tasks. A second bill was discussed today that would allow the vet board to dismiss meritless complaints. Supporters say this will help them in getting through the backlog that's plagued them for years, but some worry that for this agency, that's dangerous. To give them supervision is a great thing, but if you take away a lot of what they're supposed to do before you do that, seems to be pointless. But Dr. Jody Long, practicing vet and president of the association advocating on behalf of the industry, says it's all a part of helping the board be successful. Having those frivolous cases that come through just take up you know, very finite resources that the board has. Any concern that by adding more dismissal power that some of those serious cases actually won't get justice. Right. And that's where TDLR can come in on the administrative side to help get processes in place so that doesn't happen. Avery Travis for State of Texas. The agency's new executive director testified and said they are working to right the ship. She told lawmakers that in the last six months they have done more inspections than the last two years combined. The committee passed both bills. They'll go before the full Senate at a later date. Our investigators will keep following them. You can explore their coverage over the last year on our website. Just look for the link in the Texas politics section. As more migrants cross into Texas, the man in charge of border policy gets grilled on Capitol Hill. You should be fired, but you haven't been fired because you were carrying out the policies of the Biden administration. The conflict with Congress and the search for solutions on the border. The Drug Enforcement Agency is warning Texans of a new drug threat, why it's hard to tell how big the threat may actually be. Plus, our investigation sparks action at the state capitol about cars that shouldn't be on the road. The change that could combat fake paper license plates. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. A deadly fire at an immigration processing center in Ciudad Juarez is putting new focus on the danger facing migrants trying to enter the United States. At least 39 people died. Many were asylum seekers held in a locked cell as the flames spread. Mexican authorities say six people faced criminal charges after the fire, including some workers at the facility. Just two days after the deadly fire, a large group of migrants crossed the border illegally into El Paso. The Border Patrol sector chief said close to a thousand migrants surrendered to agents. Border Patrol is working to expel them from the country. Reporter Shelby Cap found that many who crossed received false information that they'd be allowed to stay. 
Here you can see the groups of migrants walking along the border, saying they heard they would be able to cross into the United States. They're letting people in. Venezuelans through gate 36 were all heading over there. They could be seen crossing the border and going up to the fence where agents were. People that have crossed through, we're trying everything possible to be able to cross. It's our goal. <laughs> Border Patrol says hundreds, mostly from Venezuela, surrendered themselves to agents after making illegal entry, but says Title 42 is still in place and migrants from certain countries, including Venezuela, are still subject to expulsion. Border Patrol here in El Paso, we are still operating under the CDC's Title 42 authority. Those migrants that are not amenable to Title 42 will be processed accordingly and those with no legal basis to remain in the United States legally will be placed into removal proceedings. Our crews in Juarez reported seeing migrants leave and head towards the border from the memorial that was set up outside of the Juarez immigration facility where close to 40 migrants were killed in a fire. Now the diocesan migrant and refugee services says migrants in Juarez are getting desperate. When you have family members and friends um, who have been waiting months to try to seek asylum, who have been processed, you know, have gone through the process of, of you know, going through CBP-1 and trying to await an appointment, and they continue to have doors slammed in their faces. Um, I think the, the desperation sets in. That was Shelby Cap reporting. Earlier in March, a large group of migrants was turned back when they attempted to make a mass crossing into El Paso. On Tuesday, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas faced tough questions on Capitol Hill over border policy. Some of the most heated exchanges came from Texas Republicans. As Washington correspondent Anna Wernicke reports, he's facing new calls to resign. Mr. Secretary, I want to say to you right now, it is your behavior is disgraceful. Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz didn't hold back Tuesday as he grilled Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas about the ongoing situation at the southern border. If you had integrity, you would resign. Illinois Democrat Dick Durbin gave the secretary a chance to respond. What the senator said was revolting. I'm not going to address it. Your refusal to do your job is revolting. <clears throat> the heated exchange was just one of many with Republicans who blamed the Biden administration for the influx of migrants and fentanyl at the southern border. You should be fired, but you haven't been fired because you were carrying out the policies of the Biden administration. At a House hearing Wednesday, Mayorkas defended the administration, saying that the president's proposed budget includes critical resources needed to prevent illegal border crossings. We are very focused on filling the positions of the Border Patrol. But Iowa Republican Congresswoman Ashley Hinson says that won't be enough. The CBP chief is saying that you need 22,000 agents total to counter the crisis. That's a total of 3,000 more agents. Um, this request only provides for 350 more. And Texas Democrat Henry Cuellar says every dollar Congress approves needs to be maximized. I just want to make sure that we put the focus and the monies where we need to look at uh, and look at you know, not 14th century solutions, but 21st century solutions. Anna Warnicke for State of Texas. State and national leaders are warning about what they call a zombie drug. Its real name is xylazine. The Drug Enforcement Agency says it's even more dangerous than fentanyl because there is no antidote. Our Ryan Chandler sat down with a DEA special agent in Austin to find out how concerned you need to be. It's a deadly 
skin-rotting zombie drug. Fearful warnings from Congress to the state capitol. It can really depress someone's heart rate, depress their breathing, uh, you know, knock them out. A veterinary tranquilizer the DEA warns is making illicit drugs even more dangerous and spreading across Texas. I, I can't go into the specifics about it, but uh, we are seeing that xylazine is being used with fentanyl. Uh, and other controlled substances, uh, and some of those individuals uh, have passed away. But the DEA couldn't provide specific data. You know, just so Texans have an idea of how concerned they need to be, though, is this in the, the tens, the hundreds, the thousands? I, I don't know if we can actually uh, honestly answer that question for you. I mean, we, we are seeing it, we know it's here, uh, and we're trying to address it. The Texas Department of State Health Services first announced it detected xylazine in West Texas. The DEA now says it's in Austin, and xylazine deaths are up more than 1,100% throughout the South since 2021. But State Health Services points to four deaths as of last week. Hodges worries it will become a statewide problem soon, and they're calling for federal action to stop it. Uh, it's still regulated under the Food and Drug Administration, and we're working with the FDA to try to get it regulated. What would it mean if it is listed as a controlled substance for the DEA. Would that give you more enforcement authority or, or more funding to, to address it? What does that mean? Yeah, actually, uh, well, both. Uh, first of all, we'll get the funding uh, that we need to, to address the issue, but more importantly, it'll give us the uh, uh, statutory uh, authority to uh, uh, make arrests and, and do investigations. Ryan Chandler, State of Texas. Senator Schumer is calling on Congress to increase funding for the DEA's drug diversion teams as well as more money for the Substance Use and Mental Health Services Administration. We've told you about efforts to make temporary license plates harder to counterfeit, but some lawmakers say the results are falling short. Within one hour <coughs> of DMV's brand new, updated, new and improved paper tags that they put out last fall, within one hour, we had a copy on our desk of a fake paper tag. Now we look at the alternative proposal to replace these paper tags. Our years-long series of investigations into paper license plate fraud is helping to drive change at the Capitol. Several bills have been filed this session, including one that would do away with the paper tag system altogether. Investigator Matt Grant caught up with the lawmaker who introduced the bill and credits our reporting for helping make it possible. I got all my Cien. It's February 2020, an undercover sting operation at this Austin Walmart leads law enforcement to a trove of paper tags, more than 450 phony license plates found on a cell phone, part of a booming $200 million black market. Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. Put the gun up. We're good. With sales to all 50 states, turning vehicles into ghost cars, virtually untraceable by law enforcement. It's a major issue. Republican state Representative Craig Goldman of Fort Worth keeps cases like that, documented in KXAN's investigations, printed out on his desk. The only fix, in our opinion, is to get rid of paper tags altogether. Goldman filed two bills this session, including House Bill 718, which would eliminate paper tags in favor of only metal ones. He says our reporting helped spark the legislation. The more we dove into it and the more we've seen stories like you do. You see the one I'm going after? Casual. We realized what a major problem it is. Another major problem, according to law enforcement, is the ease at which Texas's new security enhanced tags 
can be altered. And even the expiration date, December 45th, I mean, that doesn't exist. But that's how easy it was to make that up. Central Texas Deputy David Kohler says computer software is being used to alter dates, watermarks, and QR codes. This one looks like it was used by using a ransom note, putting it together. This month, Kohler and others testified for House Bill 914, filed by Republican State Representative Cole Hefner. A tag demic. If passed, it would make clear paper tags are government records when it comes to tampering, making this type of fraud easier to prosecute. I've been working on this for the last five years. We're still not finished with this. There's more work to be done. The Texas Department of Motor Vehicles touts its efforts over the past year to prevent, detect, and investigate abuse, saying car dealers suspected of printing phony tags are immediately cut off. In a statement, the agency says it doesn't take a position on legislation, but notes the department is not currently aware of any actions, processes, or interventions that would guarantee elimination of all possible future fraud. There's one right there. Still, Goldman and others say more needs to be done to put the brakes on a runaway problem. After the Texas DMV unveiled its new security redesign late last year, Goldman says law enforcement sent him his own paper tag for a car that doesn't exist, sold by Craig Goldman Auto. Just to be clear, you, yeah. you don't own no, an auto No, no, I do not own an auto, auto dealership. That's exactly right. But other than that, Everything on here is real, including the QR code. We're going to make it well known the problem that paper plates are in this state and how we need to get rid of them. Matt Grant, State of Texas. The Texas Automobile Dealers Association expressed concerns over storing and securing metal tags, along with not having enough inventory at the time of a sale. If the bill passes, it wouldn't take effect until March 2025. We will track this legislation. You can keep up with our complete coverage to see what led up to this hearing. We have a link in this story in the Texas Politics section. Or use your smart device to scan the QR code on your screen to go directly to the page. Thank you again for joining us for State of Texas. I'm Josh Hinkle. We'll be back next week to bring you an in-depth look at Texas politics.